Here we go, the official show on the Fish Stripes podcast channel. It's Eli Sussman, managing editor of Fish Stripes. I'm dedicating this whole episode to Lewis Brinson because I can't stop thinking about what happened to him on Sunday. Um, top of the ninth inning, Marlins trailing the Rockies by five runs. Brinson at the plate takes the second pitch of his plate appearance for a ball in the dirt. And then you hear a man's voice shout the N-word, the most infamous of all racial slurs, shouting it loud and clear right between pitches uh, while Brinson was at the plate. Uh, the Rockies TV broadcast, which I imagine under these circumstances had the majority of the viewers and the eyeballs, the, their commentators were having a conversation as that pitch was being received, so they mostly obscured it from being heard directly from the viewers. On Bally Sports Florida, the Marlins broadcast, they were taking a break in the dialogue at that moment. It was total silence and a void that was filled by this racist shouting, no doubt, slurs that were directed at Lewis Brinson when he was at the plate. You could hear it as clearly as if Paul Severino or a Todd Hollinsworth had said it themselves. It was that blatant. Um, Craig Mish reporting in the direct aftermath of that, that he was, told, he was told that the players did not hear it for themselves as it was going on, that it was not audible in the press box. Uh, Jordan McPherson of the Miami Herald, he vouched for that, having been in the press box, that they were unaware, of, uh, totally unaware that this was happening as it was happening. Um, from my own review of it, seeing the camera angle from center field um, that was trained, of course, on the pitch and on the several rows of seats directly behind home plate, there did not seem to be a person there that was in a shouting position. Uh, looking at an alternate camera angle that I got that was directed at third base, which was the Marlins dugout for the series, but on the third baseline. And I got a good shot of about 10 rows up in that section that was immediately bordering the dugout, a section, by the way, that had at least three black fans in it as well. Um, there was no smoking gun from that section either. Nobody that looked like they were uh, in, the, in the process of yelling while it was synced up with when exactly those those slurs came to, came out. So just based on the clarity of those slurs on the broadcast, you'd imagine that this person was directly nearby one of the, ca the broadcast cameras. And so hopefully through that process, they're able to figure out who it was potentially and, and punish them accordingly, retroactively. That's not good enough. And that's... The way that this plays out makes me worry that, makes me not worry, but makes me know and dread the next time that this is going to happen, whether it's to the Marlins or whether it's not even in baseball, anywhere in, in any public venue where people feel empowered to speak like this to people they don't know for no, no possible motivation for them, for this to happen, especially not under these circumstances to somebody like Brinson. Uh, so Paul Severino, he was he recognized it as soon as it happened on the broadcast, even though they themselves are not in Colorado. He heard what we all heard if we were watching that that broadcast, and he uh, apologized for the language uh, that very next pitch, and then afterwards put out a tweet that he was, quote, I'm absolutely disgusted at the language that was picked up by the mics late in the game today. 
the level of hate that was displayed has no place in this world. Unfortunately, it's still far too prevalent. We need to do better, and soon, awful. Um, so I, I agree exactly with his sentiments right there. There's no way to check a person coming into a ballpark for their hatred. That doesn't show up in any sort of security measure that you could take. Racist people walk among us in every city, in every town in the United States, whether this is Denver or in Miami or New York or anywhere in between. The majority of them can't be identified on the surface just like by what they dress or by how they conduct themselves in very ordinary conversations. This is really deeply embedded in them. And sometimes, well, in this case, of course, it doesn't come out for any justifiable reason. Uh, it may take, I don't know what particular circumstances, a player doing good against the team that you root for, or more likely just a drink or more than a few drinks getting into your system to unleash this hatred from you. Uh, once that comes out, it is the responsibility of the rest of us to flush them out. This type of person singling out someone like Brinson, making them feel unwelcome, making them feel as as less than a person with this N-word that they used, people need to turn the table on an offender like that because I can't speak for all white people. I can't speak for most white people. I just know I can speak hopefully for a lot of white people that don't have this word even in their vocabulary. They've never, it, they understand so thoroughly like the, the background of this and the meaning of this that it, they would never use it. For anybody that does use this word, whether whatever motivation they think they have for doing so, the fact that it is in their vocabulary says all you need to know about them. And it should make people fight against this type of person. This is the worst type of person that we have in our society, the one that tries to make black people feel like they don't belong, to make them feel make them feel less than human. For someone to say this, like in a major league baseball game, Joke as you might about the fact that these teams are not very good and that the score of this game was not very interesting. For someone to say this as in full volume, shouting it twice in an event like this, in a major league baseball game surrounded by thousands of people seated directly next to other people, the only reason why they would say this is because they believe that others will tolerate it, that they share this irrational contempt for somebody who doesn't look like them and the deflating truth is that they're right they're absolutely right they this is not an isolated incident and it's not going to be the last incident either of somebody speaking like this because they sense that the people around them have this same deeply embedded racism in them that allows them to avoid consequences when using something like this in the equivalent of you know an ordinary insult or taunts. They, the fact that these people don't make a distinction between them, that's the most charitable interpretation of this, is that if it's a fan of the opposing team trying to taunt a Marlins player, 
and making no distinction between the N-word and between any number of actual uh, acceptable like insults that you can use, any sort of trash talk that you can use. For people that can't discern between those things are the worst of us, and they need to be humiliated. I would have loved to seen, I would love to see moving forward a better effort from other fans that are in attendance at these events to make enough of this outrageous word that you stop the game. Like I, I feel like that should be within the realm of possibilities here, that when you have somebody so close to the field and using that language to target one of the, the featured player that is actually in the game at the moment in, in Lewis Brinson, that that should be enough of a red flag, enough of an incident on its own to stop play, to have people who disagree with this person, and you hope that most of the people at least that were surrounding this person didn't feel the same way, that they would have been outraged enough to to make sure that this person was expelled from the game right there and right then before continuing to do so. Uh, as best as we could tell from the broadcast, it was those two back-to-back N-words and then nothing else after that that at least was picked up by the mics. We don't know for sure, but there certainly wasn't any stoppage of the game. I mean, Brinson almost, again, based on Craig Mish's reporting, Brinson was... Didn't, wasn't able to hear it being targeted at him, so he had no like visceral response to it other than to stare out at the pitcher and, and prepare to continue his plate appearance in the middle, by the way, of the best streak of his career. Someone that um, has not let this stuff bother him from you know finally playing at a higher level than he ever has before in the major leagues. And there, I mean, the... We'll have to hear from Brinson himself to confirm this, but I'd have an impossible time believing that he's never been targeted with racist slurs before. That seems just like part of the reality of being black and being in baseball. We're in in a time where black participation in baseball on the field is almost as low as it's been in in 60 years since the early days of integration it's been trending down and it has if anything maybe it's it has plateaued if not continued to trend down for a variety of reasons and there's no doubt that this is one of them that this is a game this beautiful game of baseball where where black people don't feel welcome in a variety of roles as players or as in other roles as well. The fact that James Rouse, an acting manager of the Marlins right now, is one of the very few players at any high level of baseball that gets to serve in that key role on a team. And when you look at front offices, the fact that Derek Jeter is certainly the only black CEO of a baseball team, and it's hard to find other high-ranking executives even below that that come from that background. And this is just one of the reasons why that this is a game that has not, even now, even at a time when we've been gifted some of the most talented black players ever in the history of the game, that people 
it, it runs deeper than that. That racism runs deeper than that in every part of this country. Yeah, and it's not just about rooting for teams or taunting teams, that this is really deeply embedded and it, it doesn't go away. It has not gone away. It has been part of our society for as long as we've had a society in this country. And it doesn't go away unless people are proactive about it, unless the people that don't have, the people that are against this actually act to eradicate it. In this particular case, hopefully it starts with with the Rockies and Coors Field staff actually investigating and actually finding who did it and punishing them by as much as you possibly can. Um, whether there are actual charges they can file against him for, for a hate crime, I don't know. But at the very least, being able to bar somebody from ever returning to that ballpark or any other major league ballpark, that would be the bare minimum you'd like to see if and when they're able to like definitively figure out who it was that was behind this. So hopefully a lot of you will never have to be in the presence of an incident like that in person. If you do, I, I hope you do take action. I hope you find, I hope there is in that particular case that there are enough people that have enough conviction about this being so wrong and being so unacceptable that they that they essentially force that person out of the premises when it does happen. But wherever you are, um, as, as long as you are on this side that we need to be open and accepting of all sorts of people, Lewis Brinson is on the Major League Player Committee of the Players Alliance, which using their words, they're committed to increasing opportunities for the black community in every aspect of baseball, eliminating barriers of entry that currently exist by providing kids the tools they need to play the game, delivering life-changing access to technology, and helping professionals reach their goal of someday working for an MLB team or front office. This this organization, it's only popped up a few years ago, led by Curtis Granderson, with big help from CeCe Sabathia, and they've just done an incredible amount of work in such a short amount of time. Virtually every black player in the major leagues is is also on this major league player committee. There are also plenty of non-black players that have done so as well. And again, Brinson is is one of them who's involved with this. I remember last year when they had a, an event in Miami that he was front and center, part of that, to, to educate people, to collect donations. And those donations are, are still open now. Um, if you're somebody that, that heard this happen live or just listening to me now or just in general, uh, somebody that like understands the kind of good that black people bring to the game of baseball, I would highly recommend making a donation to the Players Alliance at theplayersalliance.com slash donate. I'll be sure to include the link in the episode description and up on fishstripes.com hoping that we as a community can actually make a difference, make a small bit of difference in, in encouraging black people to continue being a part of this sport, uh, even despite the obvious hatred that they know they are signing up for, essentially. Uh, this isn't going away anytime soon. As, as much as we can try to enforce this when it does happen, it is so deeply rooted in a lot of white people. And um, 
this is not the last incident of its kind. And uh, I have so much admiration for the black people that put up with this even before they reach the majors, even when they're toiling away in community college or in low A ball. And there are hecklers like this down there as well. And they're still so far away from making a true living out of this. And yet they persevere because they love the game and because, and hopefully because other people around the game support them. Even when you do have these particular idiots that are, are trying to, intimidate them, trying to scare them away. This is going to be a shorter than usual podcast episode. Uh, We're not really going to get into any firm baseball things. The Marlins continue their road trip in San Diego on Monday night. We're going to uh, have our full coverage as usual, of course, across our Fish Stripes platforms as well. Sorry about the lack of spicy intro music here, the lack of editing and transitions. I hope you understand. I just didn't want to distract from what really matters so thanks again for sticking around go fish and uh, i'll be back with more later this week